Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. Podcast that's not about growing marijuana or gardening, but is about living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm sure glad you're here. The Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast is hosted by me, Connie Lawson, and airs Mondays and Fridays on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to check me out on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. You can also go to our website at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com to leave your prayer requests or a comment and to read our blog whenever I write one, which is not very frequently because speaking is my jam, not writing. Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this show started. Hey friends, welcome to the show. This is your host, Connie, and I am so glad you're here. Guess what? I still have this cold. (laughs) I think I sound a little bit better today, maybe a tiny bit deeper and more monotone, but I am slowly, very slowly making some progress. I know we all cannot wait until my voice is back to normal. Today, anyway, through the uh, the, the hacking and the coughing and the sneezing, I want to continue, <clears throat> pardon me, to talk with you about healing. In the last episode or so, I remember talking to you about just a difficult week that I had. And I titled that episode, oh, When You Fall, Get Back Up. And I wanted to go back to that and kind of talk a little bit more um, about what I learned during that week of just difficulty. I also want to talk about it from a different perspective. In the last episode, it was more directed to encourage you that hard times were okay to have. They weren't a sign of anything bad. It's life and it's okay. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit in the perspective of the value of hard times and and the purpose that they serve when we're working towards becoming healed. I don't know about you, but I'm very aware as I go through my days and as I live my life that I am working on getting better. And it's probably very much on my mind because of my past story which I'm contemplating doing an episode um, or two episodes because my story's pretty long, but kind of giving uh, my testimony in a complete form for those of you that don't know it. But for me, when I'm going through the day, what I'm working on is very much on the forefront of my mind. Now, there's lots of reasons for that. As I said, one of them being just my, my personal journey and and kind of how it's gone. Another thing is, is that God has kind of isolated me for a number of years, different types of isolation. You know, there was the isolation when I was sick, and then there was the isolation as I started coming out of being sick, where um, I wasn't well received amongst my peer groups. And then there's the isolation where 
I thought I was ready for something and the Lord knew that I wasn't. And so he would keep me back from um, certain things that I would endeavor out to do. He'd keep them from working or keep them from happening out of his great love for me. And so today I want to talk with you about this last week. And I want to come at it from the perspective that God uses isolation. He uses times where he can pull us away from other people to get us alone. And then on top of that, he can allow different circumstances to enter into our time of isolation that make it particularly difficult. And it's easy to view those things as him not taking care of us, him not being present in our suffering, him not caring, him not being a fair God. But I want to encourage you today to view seasons or times of isolation when the Lord gets you alone and he kind of works you over as a really very evident time that he is working and moving in your life. So this last week, one of the things that stood out to me was I was literally alone. So on top of all of the emotions and the feelings that I had over the death of my grandma and some of the relational issues that I was working through and the anxiety and the depression and the sense of chaos inside of myself, I was made to be literally alone. And here's how this happened. I know that we can all identify with COVID, but here in Oklahoma, we have had some crazy weather. Like, it has not been like this, they said, since the 1800s. We have had a snowstorm, and not just one snowstorm, but back-to-back snowstorms that have essentially shut everything down. They're doing rolling power outages and rolling natural gas outages to help stabilize the system because of everybody, you know, using more power and and needing to keep their houses warm and their pipes warm. And in Oklahoma, we are not set up to be prepared for a storm of this magnitude and this intensity. And so we've already had the ice storm that we've already had the ice storm that came, you know, earlier this year and we were without power for 14 days. And now we've had a back-to-back snowstorm. And it's been freezing temperatures below zero. And we have inches upon inches of snow. And so basically everybody's just been shut up in their own little homes and worlds. I was not able to attend my grandma's funeral. I haven't been able to see my mom or go out and do any driving because I don't know how to drive in the snow. So on top of a very difficult week emotionally and mentally, I was isolated. There was no Bible study. There was no, you know, getting to go out and see my mom and take a walk and go to the store or whatever. So I felt very isolated and I really struggled. And it was in that struggle that I started to be able to ponder some things. And I started to hear the still small voice of the Lord. And these thoughts started coming to me through that time. 
And one of the things that the Lord brought to me was this verse in Ephesians. It's Ephesians 3.16, and it says, May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with his mighty power in your inner man by the Holy Spirit himself in dwelling in your innermost being and personality. And that just hit me. When we have a difficult time, we like to get out of it. Even if we know that we have something to work on, we like to get out of the hard time. We like to get through it. We like to get over it. We like to get past it. We like to drown it out by going and doing things, hanging out with people, calling our friends, getting encouragement, uh, drowning it out with TV and video games, or maybe some even more unhealthy ways. But regardless of what we do, we don't like isolation. We don't like to sit in the middle of a struggle and try to figure out what God is wanting. And really, it may not even be that deep. You may not even know to sit in the struggle and look for what God is doing. You may just know this is uncomfortable, I don't like it, and I want out of it. And our natural instinct is to run away from whatever it is that is causing us discomfort. This verse showed me that the Holy Spirit wants to strengthen me. He wants to strengthen me and reinforce me with his mighty power in my inner man. If you think about healing, what is true healing? It is not your external man being able to look good and be in um, pristine shape and have all the good clothes on and the perfect makeup and the hair and the house and the car. No, it's not that. True healing comes from our inner man or our inner woman. In the Bible, it says man, but it is, it is interchangeable. So this verse is saying your inner person is what must be strong. And if we are inclined to run away, to get out of anything that causes us discomfort, and we have a God that loves us personally and is invested in our life and our growth, and that we come to know him, and he is pursuing us, then we can expect him to put us in seasons, in times of isolation, when they feel the most uncomfortable. And why would he do that? Because he wants to strengthen us. But we often either don't get that, don't want that, or it's a combination of both. And so in his great indispensable wisdom and mercy, out of his rich love for us, he puts us by ourselves. He brings us to a point where we really can't get out of it because it's stuff that's outside of our control. And although we still possess the control to not let him work in us and to fight against that, we also have this great hope that if we listen And if we pick up on the fact that Jesus is always doing something, and if you personally are in a season of isolation or a time of loneliness or a time of loneliness, you can be assured that God is working and that he is wanting and seeking to strengthen you in your inner man. And if you imagine what it must mean to be strengthened in your inner man, 
If you picture a person, a, a body, and the bones inside of the body, and the bones inside of the body are brittle, and the organs are weak, and they don't filter the system as they need to, then the shell of the person, the skin, the external can look pretty, can look pretty all at once, but it is weak and it is not going to take anything to knock that person down, to cripple them, to lay them flat out. It is the person that is strong on the inside that can withstand the storms on the outside. Yet strengthening the inner person by definition is going into obscurity, into the unseen, into isolation, into being unknown because it's change that is so deep within a person. It's not a privilege that the world gets to see. And it means that you have to step aside You have to leave the masses and let the Lord bring you to a place where he can work privately on you. And we don't like that. We like to be able to have our comfort and our friends and our encouragement. We like to be able to talk about our problems and get kudos from everyone else and to hear how no one would do that as well as we did and blah, 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 blah. The Lord doesn't want that. He wants the changes in us to be real, in our inner man. And so that, again, means a sense of isolation because the changes inside of you are between you and God. They are a sacred and holy ground where you get to know that Jesus is working for you and you get to experience a deep relationship between you and him that is not anyone else's but yours and God. And then you are prepared to go out into the world and to experience life and trials and joys with other people and you are prepared for them because your inner man knows what it means to be strengthened by the power and the might of the Holy Spirit. And that strengthening is not just talking about a sense of physical strength, but it is talking about the knowledge, knowing where you come from, knowing your importance, knowing your value, knowing the one that cares for you. Another thing that Jesus taught me through this last week that was super difficult was the purpose of faith in healing. And what he told me as I was struggling and praying and wondering why I couldn't control these negative thoughts and why I was feeling so anxious and depressed and chaotic inside. And he told me the purpose of faith is not a feeling that you feel, but an anchor that you know. And I started recognizing that, yes, I felt bad. Yes, I was having a lot of thoughts that were uncomfortable and painful. I had memories from the past that came back and sort of haunted me. But at the same time that I was experiencing that, I knew the truth that the Lord had spoken to me so many times before. And he was teaching me, you don't have to feel better to be secure. You don't have to feel better to be in my will. 
You don't have to feel better for things to be okay. The purpose of faith is not a feeling that you feel, but an anchor that you know. The Lord also shared with me that faith's purpose isn't to be fuzzy and feel good. It is the atomic bomb that we drop on our doubts, our fears, and our wrong thinking. Having faith is often uncomfortable because it blows up all of our worried, self-centered thoughts. Faith is choosing God's truth and his will for my life over my own will. It's meant to anchor me to the truth, not necessarily to make my emotions and feelings tolerable. The boat that is anchored in the storm doesn't suddenly sit calmly upon the raging seas. No, that's very silly. It is still flopping and tossing and turning on the raging seas. The only thing that's for sure is the vessel is not going to be swept out or lost at sea, nor is it going to be swept under or shipwrecked. Nothing about the feelings of being on that ship were ever comfortable or pleasant. Even when Even when we are in faith, and when faith is at play, it doesn't mean that it's pleasant. God's goal is to make me better. His goal is to make you better, not to make us necessarily comfortable. It's a joy when we get to feel comfort. It's a joy when our feelings match up with the truth. But it doesn't negate the truth. And it doesn't negate the fact that we have faith and we can use faith when our feelings don't align. The Lord spoke to me that I know the truth, therefore I don't need to feel it. If I feel it, it's a blessing, but it is not a necessity. Me not feeling that God loves me, me not feeling that there's a purpose for my life, me not feeling like God cares doesn't mean that he doesn't care, that there's not a purpose for my life. It doesn't mean that. When we have feelings, it doesn't negate the truth. And we can have feelings and still choose to hold on to our faith. That is the anchor. That is being in the will of God. That is being strengthened in your inner man. The inner man is not flopped about and shaken up every time he feels something, every time he can't control the situation. The inner man knows the power and the presence of God, and regardless of what he faces, he holds tightly to that. That is a change that is not able to be uprooted in us. That is true healing. That is what we need to be able to move forward in our lives, in all areas, in the freedom that God has placed as available to us and makes available to us and wants to give us. The next thing that the Lord told me and the final thing I'm going to share with you today is that the war with your thoughts is painful, but it's necessary. You must be able to fight against lies, deceptions, fears, and self-centeredness. The fight makes you stronger, more resilient, and more committed. Choosing to get back in the ring, standing on truth instead of lies, makes plain who you desire. It is working and it is changing you. The Holy Spirit is there with you, continually holding you throughout the battle. 
hold on because it is producing good, steadfast, strong, deep character within you. The Lord just showed me that even in a hard time, a hard time of isolation and chaos and anxiety and depression, that there is a purpose there. And if I stop and submit and seek what his will is, he is going to use that time to truly heal me. And friend, he wants to truly heal you. The reason that I share this with you is because I think it's vitally important that we help each other understand that when we learn something about the goodness of God and God's healing in our lives and his desire to turn us into better people, that we share that because it is a hard, hard thing. And we often feel inequipped, unequipped, whatever the word is, and we feel concerned and confused. We don't understand. And so when we gain insight, share it with someone else because someone needs to know the purposes of God in pain and that healing is possible and that it's difficult, but that it's not um, impossible. I want to read you this verse one more time. Ephesians 3.16. May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with his mighty power in your inner man by the Holy Spirit himself in dwelling in your innermost being and personality. I pray this for everyone that's listening today, that you will be empowered by the Holy Spirit's power and presence in your innermost being and personality, that you would refuse to give up, that you would see your worth, that you would see that God Almighty is fighting for you and pursuing you, and therefore you have nothing to fear. I am so glad that you listened. I do hope that you will like, share, subscribe, and comment to this podcast, that you tell your family and friends about it, and that you'll come back next time. Reach out on social media at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things if you have a question about faith or a topic you would like to hear on the podcast. You never know, you might be our next star. All right, I'll see you guys next time. Have a great week.